Yo, you already know what it is, your boy Rubens. You're now listening to Spark of Community. Yeah, you already know what it is, your boy Bands, alongside Regina Christina, and we are Spark Up PVD. We're back again, baby. What's going on? How's everybody doing? <laughs> All right, we got it. Whole lot of gang ish. Whole lot of gang ish. Gang, gang, gang. I have a bone to pick, and I'm just going to pick it early because I feel like I might as well just do that. So, I was on my IG. Did you just jump at my. <laughs> I was on my IG going in on the stories because... Like Instagram stories? Yes. Okay. Because I am in a class, right? And I feel that the women in my class never really speak up or like participate in the discussions. There's like one other girl that does, but a lot of the other women in the room don't. And I understand like people don't always have something to say or sometimes they just don't want to like interject into the discussion. I feel that. But sometimes it's just that women can be timid because they feel overpowered by the men in the room. Mm-hmm. And then when they are talking, the men are talking over them. That's unacceptable. Okay. So on, why are you why are you looking at me like I'm equally looking around the room. You're just feeling attacked. So <laughs> I say this to say, women, don't you ever take your foot off of the necks of everybody. You need to be heard. We are not, we are all paying the same amount of tuition in this classroom. Facts. If you're speaking and somebody cuts you off, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, why are you apologizing? You should be like, um, actually, I was speaking. And when I'm done, you can, like, definitely take the floor. That's mm-hmm. all you when I'm finished. Because I already came here and then you try to like come and sit where I was at and get all up in my space Mm -hmm. and a girl was talking in class and someone spoke right over her and he starts talking and my professor was like whoa she was like saying something but it was just the fact that he didn't even notice Mm -hmm. that she was speaking it just grinded my gears I was like you heard her speaking (laughs) and we all were like nodding our heads like "Mm -hmm, good point good point and then you just like jumped over her. Don't let the patriarchy get you full. Is all I'ma say. I get you full. Like, <laughs> and I'm gonna peel out. Okay. I picked my bone. You know it's interesting because just to piggyback off of what you said. Yes, to piggyback. <laughs> you better use a right classroom discussion. You better go on and piggyback. A professor of mine was pointing that out as well. Shout out to Professor Sean Quiler. She was like that when women say, like, make a point in class, they often ask it in a question tone. Like, when she's like, like don't you think? Like, what is racism? And they're like, colorism? And it's like, why do you sound so unsure when guys are like, colorism, even if they're wrong? Or like, horses. Yeah. And you're like, no, sit down. But it's because we've taught men to be sure of themselves. Sure of themselves, right. And in turn, they are even when they're wrong. And that's not a bad quality. No, at no, all. no. Absolutely and that's what not. I'm saying. Women are, I don't think that women are timid because of men. I don't think that at all. I think that men have the right idea of always being heard and that women should take after that and, mm. and also be heard. Women are timid because that's what we just are historically 
what we are taught but we don't have mm-hmm. to be like that anymore and we don't have to say um oh the guys always get to talk no if you're speaking say excuse me i'm speaking that's not a woman and a man thing that's a respect thing mm-hmm. that's i'm Sorry. speaking and i want to hear what you have to say as well when i'm done <laughs> because you're probably going to repeat what i'm saying anyway let me get my thought out and then maybe you'll say oh that's a good point i was going to say that and to piggyback <laughs> don't cut me off just to say what i'm going to say I personally in the classroom, me personally, as bands would say, and touch his chest, I don't play them games in the classroom. If I'm speaking and you talk over me, I'm always like, I was speaking, and then I'm going to go back to what I have to say. Right, because they're not used to that. The same way if I cut somebody off, I would want them to put me in my place. And And it's not a disrespect thing. I'm not disrespecting. You've already disrespected me by, like, jumping in as I was speaking. So now I'm just, like, coming at you with the same energy. I had to pick that bone because I was in class today and it really just irked me. Because, to me, it's not you get cut off and now you don't want to speak in class anymore because you feel like you're always going to get cut Mm. off. You have to get into a space of telling people, this is my space of speaking and I would like you to respect that space. Now, oh, somebody's intruded my space of speaking and i'm just gonna fall back and let them speak i feel you (laughs) picked that was my bone to pick that was the sound of the the check mark oh that was the check mark i thought it was like you like picking the bone you know like a wishbone oh no no okay oh (laughs) right it's time for your favorite segment of the hour if you want to keep your ear close to the streets you come to me your girl Reggie, and we are going into what the culture shock boom but uh, don't so of course we're going to be talking about y'all's president donald trump i say y'all's for whoever wants to claim him i'm not like pawning him off on anyone particularly this one is coming from usa today president donald trump said friday migrants who throw stones at members of the u.s military at the border will be arrested not shot as he suggested during an address the previous day I know that the social media has been going up because Donald Trump had done an address where he said, if they're throwing rocks, we're going to take it as a firearm and we're shooting back. And he had to clarify and go back and say, I never said nobody was getting shot. I just said that our men are going to defend themselves, which basically means it's black, black forever. Trump told reporters on the South Lawn that he hoped soldiers along the southern border wouldn't have to fire their guns on the caravan of migrants fleeing danger in Central America and heading toward the U.S. in hopes of claiming asylum. The president pointed out again to reporters the clash between authorities and the caravan as they moved across the Guatemalan border to Mexico. So this is where this is happening. This is on the border of Mexico. And there are people trying to cross the border to gain asylum. But there are obviously people in Mexico that are not failing the U.S. military. And so as they're crossing the border into Mexico... The U.S. military are getting rocks, glass bottles, and things thrown at them as they're coming over. And obviously, these guys are getting hurt by these things. And so, in Trump's address, he's saying, well, if you guys are going to be harming my men, they're going to protect themselves the way they know how. Because they are always armed. And people were not happy about that because they're thinking, okay, but what's a pebble or a glass bottle to a gun and a bullet like someone could die from that so everybody was going up but trump is here to say i never said nobody was gonna get shot i just said my guys were gonna defend themselves what do y'all think um well if y'all know the history of donald trump um he's known to um suggest something and then double down and then his people act upon 
what he had said. I don't know if y'all remember when um he was talking about the rally at the rally. Uh, I don't <laughs> remember verbatim what he had said, but it triggered one of his supporters to punch uh African American male in the face, and he was like, "We'll pay for your bail bailout." I believe it was. Don't quote me on it. I'm not a hundred percent sure how he said it verbatim, but the whole point was like, yeah. Just hit them and we'll take you out. You know, I got the bail. Messy boots. Yeah, I remember that too. Trump is a hot ass mess. He's just a hot ass mess. And I know people are saying, like, there's people who are, like, trying to see, like, the good in him. And, like, I don't understand how you could see the good in someone that is spreading negativity and hateful messages. Like, it's one thing to, like, be conservative, but it's another thing to blatantly say. And, you know, I would rather have him be out forward this way. So we don't have, like, a mystery monster in the office right there's at least we know now it's time to push him i mean we been knew it was time to push him out but some way somehow he got in there but i just feel like a lot of things have i don't know if it's me personally touches chest but i just feel like things have been very tense ever since he got in the white house but of course and and people will say, oh, you're just saying it to make it a race thing. And I'm like, well, I have no choice but to make it a race thing. So there's that. You have the choice. I do not. So I don't know. It's just. Well, he did say up. we ain't shooting. But but if it happens, then it happens. It basically. is what it, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> basically, like Jesus. I said, he's basically throwing out the, the OK, you can do whatever you please and do as you please. But when it does happen, then he's going to be like, oh, they were throwing rocks and we kind of just like or he's protected like well, that's ourselves. not what i said wink wink yeah that's pretty much <laughs> what it is they're like yeah, yeah i heard you heard you he's a mess and i can't wait till he gets out of there i pray and hope that people are smart enough to you know uh vote him out which is something that we'll be talking about later is voting there we go so our next story of the hour we are going to insert a clip here and then we're going to talk about it after and Jeff and Pat, we were the first to break this video, the first to show it to our viewers. So disturbing and sending shockwaves through this community. A teacher decks a student and the two go at each other in a horribly disturbing fistfight. All of this unfolding in band class in front of a room full of mortified students, some of them recording this stunning scene with their phones. The beating is nonstop with the teacher wailing on the student, even using an object, maybe his phone, to pummel the kid to the ground. Students and an adult try to pull the student away, but the teacher is relentless. The student cannot escape. Like, I was just scared for the kid and part for the teacher too. These two students were in the room when all of this went down. They spoke to us with their parents' permission. They, along with other students, say the fight began with the teacher telling the student he was not wearing the proper school uniform. The student responded with a tirade of racist profanity. Those words can be heard here on the video before the fight, but they're so offensive, we are not airing it. It was just like back and forward, back and forward, and then that's when the teacher just decides to throw a punch, and then that's when everything happened. Students identify the teacher as Marston Riley at his Orange County home tonight. His wife told our Stacy Butler she had not spoken with her husband. I don't know anything. You, you, I don't even know what happened. The fallout from the video is just beginning. Parents are furious. I'm shocked. But why did it have to escalate to this point, though? I think something needs to be done. That's way out of hand. 
The district did not release a statement in connection with the incident. They say this is a personnel matter. As for the student, he was taken to the hospital. The teacher was arrested, held on a $50,000 bond at the L.A. County Jail. Reporting live in Maywood, I'm Tom Wade, CBS 2 News. So what do you guys think? I'll let Christina go first. Um, okay. I I went to a school smack dab in the middle of the hood. I know what it's like when a child disrespects a teacher and you know right from wrong. You're at the age. I mean, well, sometimes you're not. Either way, you know right from wrong. I don't want to justify and talk about age this and age that because from very small, you're taught not to disrespect adults, especially not in a school setting. So I do understand the animosity that this teacher felt against this student and maybe there has been history with with the student in the in the uh teacher this is usually what it is when you disrespect the teacher once for the rest of the year their bias against you i've seen that many times so if the teacher smacked this little boy then hey he probably not probably we we heard from the audio he asked for it he provoked this teacher who's only human who probably can only take so much to hit him. Do I think he should have beat his, like, punched him? No. The guy said deck. When you use the word deck, that's Girl. how you know you got, you didn't get punched, you got decked. That's worse than a punch. Like, this teacher was going, you can see the video on YouTube and on Ball Alert. This teacher was beating this little boy's ass. Like, he was, like, <sighs> I'm sure that little boy had a black eye and a headache and a concussion by the end of the day. And, like, yeah, I get it. He was disrespectful. But me, personally, touch his chest again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, There you go. I have a child. And I know my job as a mother. And, you know, not all kids are the same. Some are more difficult. Some are hard-headed. Some are good. And you get lucky. But if a teacher did that to my child, I would be fed up. I don't care what my kid did. Like, yes, you're going to get reprimanded because, you know, at the end of the day, this is what you get for being disrespectful. But you didn't have to put your hands on that child. That child is not yours. And you don't know what kind of damage you could have done to that child. And then what? You just don't do that. You don't put your hands on other people's kids. I'm against that all the way. A slap to the face, maybe I would have understood. Like a, mm, but not punches to the face and to the head? Man. No. Absolutely not. No. You see? Hell no. You're bugging. I don't know. I think it's I'm gonna easier have to disagree for people with you. who don't have I'm going to have to disagree with you. You know why? When you have because, kids, you understand. Because. Yes, me personally. You know, <laughs> I'm going to disagree with what you were saying just because the kid felt like he was a grown man. So if you approach a grown man as a grown man. I, mean, I already said that earlier before we even turned the mics on. It's head up or shut up forever. It is what You're it is. Not the, it was the energy that this boy was coming at his teacher with. And that's the thing, too. Young kids, especially this boy, you're trying to look big in front of your friends. That's all it is. Because if it was just you and that teacher and you were talking that mess and you know nobody would see this teacher put his hands on you, you would never talk to him like that. Because you know you can't take him. You was doing all of that off of the strength of, this is my teacher, he's not going to hit me, so I'm going to just show out in in front of my classmates. Nah. Now show up. After I put my hands on you, you look, you're not going to win this fight. So now you're going to, you're going to get your ass beat after you were talking all that rah, rah. And then you're not going to be looking cool in front of your friends. So you were saying all that. You can't bark and not bite. You just can't. We who have been in the hood know it's always head up or shut up. 
Yes, but not to that extent. I'm sorry. When Amy. you when you but have a kid, you will understand. Trust no. me. No, no, I, no. I, I disagree with that. Just because Yo, of the fact that you can't say that because you don't no, have kids. I don't so have don't kids, know. but I was once a hard headed kid, and I know. And so was I. I have disrespected teachers, but okay. never have I ever. But you didn't Do step you know to your teacher like I was that a and kid threaten and them. Went head up with 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 other girls that was like way older than me. That's. Different. It's no, it's not because of the girl over eighteen. She's an adult. Okay, a professional setting. I understand what you're saying, but it's like, yes, on the teacher's part. As a professional, you shouldn't do that, obviously, because you're a teacher and like that's out of exactly. your code of conduct. But obviously, this teacher did not care about being a teacher at that moment, and it was head up a and shot. Ever, he'll never be able to teach again. He won't. He and other teachers so won't want to teach in that school likely. either. Period. Because the, the look at how the kids are disrespectful. First of all, I just feel that. So we're going to knock all our kids out? No. no but I think, that's not I think, what I'm saying. I think it's more not a generalization parents. of saying, yeah, teachers need to start like, ragging on these kids. No. You're going to pass out guns so they could pistol whip but, them. You yeah. also did say you want to pistol whip kids. P- First of all, I didn't say I wanted to pistol whip kids. I <laughs> said <personally>. that <laughs> pistol whipping kids... Hey, man, you do what you got to do. Look. I would never take a pistol to no child. But that don't mean that somebody else won't. But listen, all I'm saying, at the end of the day, it boils down to, you know, a poor system at home. Because there's no way that I was going to act like that and think I was going to get away with it. Because when I acted like that, I used to get my ass whooped. Okay. You know not I mean? by your teacher, though. No, by my mom. But I was expecting that already. So I knew not to go so far that it was... Usually, I'd just get But detention. why are you even taking behavior like that from the inside the house to the school? You want to be cool in front of your friends. That's really sometimes it, it could be... Sometimes there could be a great system at home and the child is still acting up in school because I, their parents are not there. I then agree head up that, or shut up. You know if I mean? you have the nerve and the goal and you feel big... Then that's what happens. If he was talking like that to somebody his age, what do you think they would do? Head up or shut up. It depends on the student. It depends on the person, honestly. No. I, I just think that this teacher had a huge lack of self control. You do not. That is not your child. What if the kid was eighteen? I, I, I wish agree. a nigga but would if, like a kid. If you cabinet. watch the video, the, what if what if, if you, he was eighteen? Still, it does not matter. No, it, it does, does matter. not matter. No, that Look, is your job. Okay, he I understand care, that. Death I before underst- dishonor. No, no. He didn't care though. Clearly, it Look, was dishonor all the way. She's <laughs> Louise. I I I think that you know, with the way the kid was approaching him, he felt threatened. You know, the kid. You, if you watch the video, he he's talking slick. He's talking out the side of his mouth, and he says something smart, and that's when he broke. Yeah, but then there's a difference. If he felt like he was threatened. I would have been praying in my head like I want this little boy to hit me. I want this little boy to hit me so I can't hit him back. Then it would have been different. But you took it upon yourself to swing not once, not twice, not three times, a lot of times to the head of this little badass kid. And I get it. I get it. There's some kids you just want to choke. Because that's how I feel about my nephew sometimes. I just want to shake him up. But that is not my child. That is not my job to rear end someone else's child. It's just not. This out of question. No, you don't do that. You're not even supposed to rear end your own kid, honestly, if you want to get technical. And you're going to beat someone else's? That little boy went home with a black eye. Yeah, he'll probably never disrespect somebody, but how do we know it wasn't counterproductive? And now he's like, fuck that. I'm going to get every teacher up. But didn't Cam talk about that when he was on the pod with us? About what? 
about him, his principal, and how they got into a fight, and she was like, oh, "That's wait. terrible." Is that facts? She was the principal, and he went head up with her. Was you it know, the principal? Yeah, he was said it a principal pr- or was it his teacher? It was. I don't remember. It was but he said the teacher, the teacher the pr- locked the door and they went head up. Okay, that's wild. No. Is it? Listen, no. he didn't seem too affected by it. Hey man, he felt like everybody's built differently. I get what you're saying though. We shouldn't like create this space where teachers are just going head up with students. Obviously, but at the same time, it was the way the student was approaching. It's not like this teacher just was like. Debo and all the kids in the classroom <laughs> and throwing bows at all the dupe. <laughs> just do 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 like straight squaring up with them like in the classroom. This kid was really trying to belittle this teacher. Yeah. Like and I said, maybe that, there was did, a history I of a little, that. Maybe they boom. already had a negative and a negative relationship. I mean, the kid is obviously troubled because for you to feel yeah, like but, you can step but, up to someone like that, you have. Problems. But being that you already started that, you gotta know how to finish that. Or you that's feel something wrong. that's something the OGs used to always tell you. Not a teacher. It don't matter who it is. So what if, if you he start a, a problem, you gotta know how to end it. What if he wasn't a teacher and he was just some guy on the street that hit him? Then that would be different. It's better. It's not better. N- neither cases are good. But it's different. But it's more acceptable. This is your profession. But is it more acceptable? But they're it's human the at the street. end of the it's day. It's still not acceptable. But this is a stranger on the street. Your job as a teacher is to protect this child. And obviously, this child is acting up. So something has to be done. And maybe putting him in timeout, putting him in focus, time putting him out? in the corner, focus? putting him outside the class maybe, corner. Maybe, I'm saying all of these things maybe. weren't working for him. Clearly, maybe this, this kid is out of pocket. But you do not beat up Yo, another them child. kids I'm used sorry, to act just up don't. just to go to focus to get out of class. Yeah, class. Come on, my These guy. You I mean, maybe just listen. maybe this ass weapon At the end of the day, you're an educator. Not a parent. Yeah, I educated you. I took Not you to school with this ass whooping. Oh my Call me the bus driver because I'm taking you to class. <laughs> Wow! Hey, may, maybe I can't wait till y'all have he, kids. It's and not about having listen, a hand on your child. No, of listen, course, if listen. somebody touches the hair on the chinny chin chin of my child, I'm gonna be upset. But I'm saying that you know, as a mother, that Emma respects her elders. She would never, in her older age, run up on the teacher like, "Yeah, and ah ah ah," because you'd be the <laughs> first one in that school. Like, oh, absolutely, you're not going to end up with nobody but me. But that's my job. Exactly, but not you also te- know not as teacher. a mother that Emma wouldn't do that. But what if the parent was so sure of that child too? I don't think they were. And I'm <laughs> sure if they found the parents, they would be like, he be in the house talking to us like that. <laughs> and that's why he felt like he could go and be doing all that with his teacher. I, you know, It's because he I knew understand. that the teacher wouldn't do it because he knew, oh, he's no, a yeah, professional. He took he's not, exactly. Of course. But, but I understand all that. That's a perfect example because at least now when he knows if he goes out in the streets and talks to somebody like that, they are going to go fully head up with you. At the end of the day, this teacher is a human being and humans get fed up. I said that at the beginning. You know, and and it was probably his bad day. He had a bad day and this kid tempted him. And he was like, you know what? I don't give a I don't I mean, give a damn about what's going to happen to me later. I'm smacking the shit out of this he kid. He didn't smack him. He punched the yeah, shit out of him. racial slurs? It was two black people. He called them nigga. He just talking. That's how you talk to each other. Yeah, but remember, this teacher what was 64. What if that teacher didn't use that lingo? Hey, man. This teacher was 64, oh, nice, so man. to him, that that's not the same. I'm just you saying I, mean? I understand it's the different teachers. Generations. I understand the teacher's position 100 I'm just glad the teacher was black. <laughs> Facts. 
to be honest. I mean, look at look at the the white teacher the other day that got that. If it was a white situation. person, we would have said it was racism because because he's black. No, it's okay. no actually, you know, you know, that's exactly funny? what people would say. Yes. When when the that's white terrible. teacher did it and beat up the kid, they actually gave the teacher his job back because the students was protesting for that teacher to come back. Boom. Well, those students are stupid. If it was a white teacher and the white teacher hit him. It's had to push it up forever, and everybody would have said it was racist. We we, we got to keep the same energy. If the I'm kid was acting like that towards a black. white teacher, so it's not even he, about he race. got slapped. It's just about it it would have been you came up here. Yeah, but you say you you were glad he's black. That's what I'm saying. I am. But why? Because now race is not a factor here. It's just the fact that the child right. is. But my point well, is, we don't know if the child is a child. The black. <laughs> the guy beat the black. Oh wow, that's <laughs> racist. <laughs> the black, the guy, the teacher being black makes you f- like happy. But if it was a white teacher, you wouldn't. Not I would have kept that. the same energy. Because no, you wouldn't. Of, yes, you would have been like, "That's racist." I, I just, I just gave you an example of the white teacher that fought the student. The kid was black. I think majority wise, people would be like, "That's racist." If the teacher was white, yes. but I. Personally, me personally, hands on chest, I would say the same that Ben's are saying to keep the same energy because I just feel like if you're coming at somebody in an adult way, that's why when people who are underage get like commit crime, they decide if they're going to try them as a minor or as an adult mm-hmm. because the crime is so large mm. that they're like, okay, we have to try this child as an adult because you killed somebody or you did a crime that cognitively you knew what the result would be. It doesn't matter that you're a minor. We're trying you as an adult. You're going to jail for life. Why is it that him hitting the kid is okay? I didn't say it was okay. I just had his head up or shut up forever. No, I'm not saying it's right that he should just be lambing on kids. Hey, like I said, my elders. What if that little boy me, died? What if? Damn, that's enough. I would agree that the teacher took it way more than. What he, he went one good to. punch would have did it, you know. But the kid he kept coming. Him. The kid kept coming too. He was also fighting him back. So like exactly. he was trying. He was <laughs> he was trying his little. He was back. woozy. <laughs> he was like, and, you know, but, when you put spray on on, a mosquito on, but, and they're like blowing over. That's that little boy. Looking but like, who's yeah, who's okay. who's worse? Me or you? Because you're laughing like at the, the Mortal kid Kombat now. Kombat when you have that last I mean, KO on the Mortal Kombat. Finish him. And they're no fatality. Oh. Yo, that is hilarious. Come on now. That was a humiliation. All right. Well, it's we got to tie this up. So listen, you already know where I'm at with it. It's had up or shut up forever. But not because I think that teachers should be throwing bowls at students. But because I feel that the energy of that. Sh- I don't want to keep saying child because I don't know how was. he was young. Young man. was. I mean, obviously, it's high school or middle school. It was high school. But either way. If you're coming at somebody with that energy, listen, Tiana Taylor already told us, we got to keep that same energy everywhere we go. Hey, man. I'm also a woman of God, so I can't be, like, promoting, like, people hitting each other because violence is not the answer. But in that situation, look, (laughs) (laughs) if you can see my face, you see exactly how I feel. So that's it for your favorite segment of the hour. If you want to keep your ear close to the streets, you come to meet your girl, Regie, and that's it for the culture shock. And never forget, hashtag... It's head up or shut up forever. Today's topic of the day is first generations in voting. 
that goes hand in hand, obviously, because if you're listening to this today, yesterday was the day to vote for the The midterms. Midterms, thank you. And so, you know, I feel like there's a disconnect between generations. I don't know if if it's the older folks' fault or if it's our fault, the first gen that came to America and are taking things for granted, like voting, which is something that we don't do. But I just want to go around talking about your experience as a first gen with a parent who came here, you know, who came here from another country, which is obviously what first gen means if you don't know what it means. Me first gen? Or yes, your first generation. First, first gen? gen is you're the first of the generation to be born in America. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, obviously, just across cultural borders, it's always different in different households. My mother came here when she was 27. Wow. So she was fairly still pretty young. I mean, she was born and raised in Liberia and Cameroon. So coming here, obviously, they brought a lot of their traditions and the things that they were used to here. I think as a first-generation American, we all find the struggle of, like, not having the resources we need because our parents Mm -hmm. don't know what they are Mm -hmm. because they, too, are experiencing everything kind of firsthand. And so just not having the proper resources for, I found when I was ready to go to college, not really knowing where to go, and the public, Providence Public School System is a hot jiggity mess, my saving grace was having, like, older an older sibling and older cousins. So I think just being a first-generation, not only student, but just young person, you only are going to value what is valued in your household. Mm. So I didn't really value voting because I never watched my mom vote or my dad or my stepdad or my sister's. So it wasn't something that was important to me. Politics wasn't really important to me. My mom and grandfather were always watching BBC to see what was going on everywhere else in the world but (laughs) America. So it's kind of like I didn't really value anything American until I got to college and Mm. learned more in depth about like the history of America, the history of like black people and why it's important, the history of women and Mm. why it's important to vote. It wasn't important in my house. I was like, oh, it must not be that important. Like, mm-hmm. somebody's voting somewhere, so things are happening. Decisions are being made. But I didn't realize how much my vote could matter because I didn't care that much. Oh, you didn't know. And I didn't know. And if you don't know, you don't care. True. I think I had almost the... I don't know. Bansley, did you want to go? No, you could. I, I think I had almost the opposite. My mom, I remember, she came to this country at... 13, 12, I want to say. She came very young, so she's basically raised in a... I don't know, it's confusing because she was raised in America, but she was still raised like she was in DR still. Like, her mother still kept the traditions. My mom was cooking at 12 and doing laundry and all this other stuff, but they were still, like, being Americanized at the same time because they had no choice but to learn the American way because you had to survive. Um... But for my mom, I remember when she came became a citizen in 1999, and the first thing she said was, I can vote now. Like, she was super duper excited about that. And I remember her, like, making it very important to vote. She was like, you need to vote, and you need to do this, and you need to, like, when I was 18, a register, especially because Obama was in office, I think, for his second term, 2009. Or no, that was his first term. Yeah. 
2009 was yeah and i had just turned 18 right before voting voting is in november i turned 18 a month before and my mom was always involved in campaigns she was a huge part of cicilini's campaign when he was becoming the mayor of providence providence rhode island and like she was always into politics especially social politics she's always about rights and like what's right and what's wrong and community and now she's a part of a nonprofit organization and so i saw that like in the household and my mom valued that so for me it was like voting voting and i was like always fake into politics because she was and then i noticed too like a lot of people in the dominican republic are big into politics like when voting happens it's even a big deal here people vote like put in their votes mm -hmm. from here to dr so i think I think it guess is just part of the culture that I saw. So I knew that it was I didn't know anything about politics, which is probably horrible going into the voting booth, but you know, it opened my eyes to it. I was like, this is something I have to do. And I'm supposed to be a Democrat because I'm a minority. That's all I knew. So there was a disconnect in that way too because I wasn't educated. I didn't know like there were options, liberal, Republican, all that other stuff. But yeah, so I had a different experience. So I always knew to vote, even if I didn't know who the candidates were, which is crazy. Well, um, my my voting interest really started in fourth grade. I had a gay teacher. Miss, well, everybody used to say that he was gay. Dang! So you just called him gay, and you don't even know. How do you I, just I, like label somebody for them? <laughs> I, I know it's wrong, but certain? you remember you know, him because he was flamboyant. We think he was gay right. we used to heterosexual but no I mean. no like he was tim allen gay like tim allen yeah tim allen tim come on home improvement he's gay no yes he is somebody look up the carfax <laughs> tim allen had a wife that doesn't mean that he can't be gay yeah, yeah it who, who you think he was messing with the neighbor like he possibly could definitely be gay i forgot the neighbor's name but possibly sometimes wives are cover-ups I understand, but like it, there was nothing gay about Tim Allen. B, B, can you run those also like car facts is, for me, please? There is no gay. Um, but That's yeah, his name like, was his, his his name was Mister Allsworth, and if he's listening, shout outs to you. And sorry if you're not gay, you know. <laughs> I I just gotta put it out there like that. I mean, My bad if you're not gay. gay we all, like, yeah, all all the students <laughs> thought he was gay. You know what I mean? So and we was only in elementary school. So, you know what I mean? He was the one that introduced politics to us. He was like, this is why. And at that time, it was Clinton versus Bob Dole, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he was um, showing us the importance of why it's important to vote. So, tell your parents to vote and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember one day they had this thing. I went to Millen, um, William DeBate Elementary School. And... Um, they had all the parents come in and um, they had like a little program for them because a lot of the parents there were, um, their kids were first generation Americans. Mm -hmm. So they had the parents come in and they would teach them a little bit of politics. And in that same year, my mom became a citizen and voted. Nice. And you know, so that's like where similar. it all started. And so I want to go into the next question, which is, what does this election mean and why it's important i think that's more of a general question and i think that is a more obvious answer than anything else is it? you see who's in office i mean and if you know anything about politics you know that the president isn't the end all he's not the guy who says this is gonna happen and that's it i mean he can veto but it's like unlikely it's rare i think that's only happened like what twice in history yeah and like you don't want to be vetoing all the time 
I mean, exactly. and imagine if Trump like <laughs> no veto, veto. We'd be you know, in deep a, a lot of people don't know that there's different branches also. Right, so I'm like, saying so the house like is the house what is, yeah the house is what controls the government, and so right now the house is majority Republican, very little Democrats, and that's why not the, only not only the house but the judicial system too. Yes, oh which my god, just happened. Brett, Brett, the legislative right. as well, and then the preliminary preliminaries, which is the ones in each state. You know, mayor, governor, city council. So all these play a big part in the system of America. And so midterms are important because you're voting for governors and you're voting for, uh, what is it called? Senators and there's the other one. State legislators. State legislators. You're voting for state representatives. You're basically voting for everything the under the, the president. Those people are the change makers, for real, for real. Because those are the people voting and putting the numbers in the hat. We need women. <laughs> we need diversity, Talk. period. Facts. Say that. Especially like especially when like women or women or minorities say, you know, I don't wanna vote or who cares about voting or my vote doesn't count and I know people say this all the time and it's like cliche to say, but it's true. Your vote does count. Like your voice matters. And the more you say that, the less change we will see. If you don't go out and vote and be literally be the change you want to see, then it's never going to happen. Sitting at home complaining about the president is not going to fix anything. Take action. And if voting is your right, something that your ancestors fought for, something that women have fought for and our women are still fighting for rights today. How dare you? It's also that the midterms are the midterms are really, really important. I think people are not understanding like the level at which the midterms are at because you are deciding who is going to sit in these seats of the House of Representatives and the Senate, which obviously are very important seats. I want to read this off of the week dot co dot uk. Um, U.S. voters will choose all 435 members of the U.S. House of Representatives, the lower chamber of the Congress. 35 of the 100 seats in the U.N. in the U.S. Senate are up for grabs. Democrats need a net gain of 23 seats to take control of the House of Representatives from the Republicans, and they need a net gain of two seats to take a Senate majority. Of the 35 Senate seats up for election this year, 26 are held by Democrats, including two independents allied to them and nine by Republicans. In total, the U.S. Senate is made up of 51 Republican seats and 47 Democrat seats, plus those two independents. This means Democrats face a steeper climb in the Senate because they must defend all 26 of their seats up for election and take two seats from Republicans in order to win a majority. Ten of the Democratic seats are in states that Trump won in his 2016 presidential election. I just had to stop right there so that you know it's such like 47 seats out of 50, like 47 seats Democratic, 51 seats Republican is really close. That is literally tipping the scale. Hmm. The Democrats are trying to defend their current seats and then pull two Republican seats. That's a big deal. You think it's only two seats. Like, it's just two seats. Like, two Democrats can win those seats. But it's so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Because the people who already have those seats could just rerun for their seat. They have leverage. They have a leg up because they've already been there. And grandfathering in Senate members is a thing. Mm -hmm. There are people who've been a part of the Senate for years. That's why this is important. Because 
these new people who want these new two seats or just to defend the 26 seats they already got and on top of trying to get these extra two seats it is imperative that you vote because if nobody goes out to vote guess who's going to go out there and vote the people who have been voting for these same senators every single mm-hmm. year they're going to win these seats by to default sure. just because people didn't come out to vote understand that whichever party has the majority It's their bills, their initiatives that get pushed at the forefront. It's not to say that because Democrats are now not in the majority, their initiatives don't still get pushed. I mean, it's an equal house. If it's a good initiative, it's a good bill, then it's going to it's going to be on the table. But we have a Republican president. If his party runs the house, it's their party. (laughs) They do what they want to do, basically. And we need with a Republican president To make sure that the Democratic Party is in the majority so that the right bills and the things that are Democratic are protected. The things that are in their bills that are protected stay protected Mm -hmm. because they already did the whole situation with reorganizing how healthcare is going to work in this country. Mm -hmm. That's because Republicans wanted to go back and revise that in a way which a lot of people lose health insurance. The Democrats really can't defend it because... They were the one that put the bill on the table when they were in the majority. Now that the Republicans are in the majority, they get a say of how this is going to be rewritten. And because they're the Democrats are outnumbered, even if they voted, they're outnumbered. So understand that you don't have to know everything about politics. You don't got to go and do all your homework and whatever. But at least in your state, know who's running for what, for what seat, what they support. And stand behind that, even if it's one thing that you really support. Stand behind it. Correct. I'm not here to tell you to go either way, Democrat or Republican. But if you're gonna go hard and you're gonna and you're gonna vote, pick a side, pick a side, and pick it well. Because this really matters. Especially for our state, which is a blue state and is democratic. Understand that you also don't have to vote for the same people who've been running for all these years. You can look at new candidates and there are a lot of new and upcoming faces that I've been seeing running for this midterm so mm-hmm. like do your homework don't you be like, oh, i'm gonna vote for sheldon whitehouse because he's been doing this bro i do love me some sheldon whitehouse i'm not gonna lie he be doing things but hey, there are other people out here i don't know i just seen an ad campaign and he had yeah be- he had the side of the hispanic and black women so you already know that but you can't always trust the ad campaigns because they are no it's not to- just ad campaigns I at, his him events, at his events, the majority of the people there were women of color, which is a big thing because the turnout for 2008 millennials and women of color is going to be at an all time high. Yes, but also understand that politicians know what they're doing and they're playing a game of chess. Like, for example, when my mom was part of the Cicilline campaign back in like I don't know 2004 2003 he was mayor I think for like three terms two terms anyways he would do his campaigns where did he do it at on the south side of Providence it's not because he cared about the Dominicans and the blacks of the south side is because he knew we were impressionable and that we didn't know anything about politics and what did he do I'm having a big party on mi sueño for those of you that don't know mi sueño was the shiz naive back in the day I'm having free pizza. I'm giving free toys away for the kids in the ghetto because they need it. But what did he do for our community? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And what did he do? Kept getting voted for because people were like, but he gives us gifts and he gives us free pizza. But, but this is why people like you need to start voting. But that's what I'm saying to my to your point it. about women of color being at Sheldon. Not to say that Sheldon Whitehouse is a horrible candidate. I don't personally 
touch his chest. I don't know anything about Sheldon White House. I just know that he's been in office for years on in. Mm. So if he's being backed up, then rightfully so, because he must be doing something right. And we are a blue state. But I don't know. I just I'm. It's tricky when it comes to politicians because you don't know their motives. Look at our mayor, Cianci, who everybody loves. He was a crook. He was stealing he from sure was. his own people. He was he stealing from us. Yeah, and everybody but, praises you know, I, him. Every, I don't because understand Because of it. the thing that he, he pushed the city forward. The thing is that Cianci pushed the city forward. He didn't just take, 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 and you didn't see any improvements. That's true. He built them all. You know, no, no. He Quote, unquote. What, what you see what Providence is was started when he was in office. So, therefore, he's obviously going to get the praise because he's the one that brought he's change to Providence. I understand you that. Know what I mean? So, whether he, whether he was a crook, but, you know, would you rather someone that takes from you and shows you, like, look, I'm taking from you, but here you go. There, there's some new things in the community for you or somebody that takes and you don't know where that I money goes. I need all my monies. I don't he need was to get robbed. Surely a crook, like fully, like embezzlement. You feel me? <laughs> That's like yeah, against mean. the law. So I can't really say. I have to. I have to keep the same energy the way I treat these artists out here. You feel me? When I say it's not about the art, it's about the person, and he was stealing from us. So really, you're not pushing the city forward to the most the greatest potential it could get to if you're stealing from it. You know, mm. it just doesn't work that way. You can't steal from the same people that you're saying like oh I'm, but i'm helping you guys it's like yeah you're stealing our money so who are you helping it's, it's a little incentive what? <laughs> what? Wow. Okay, I, you I, money. look i think i think mcgee over here look hey. me personally i think you didn't put your hands on your chest yes, when I you did. said me yes, personally okay there you go i don't um, want you to forget that part it's really me boring. personally i think if you're doing a great job at something and you take a little ex- incentive, but I see my improvement. I'm cool with that. Yeah, but we don't know where the Why? money because he was take it as where a tip. it was going. I don't care where the money was going after his I don't his care family. that it was going to his house and his car. No, I don't care about that. As long as my city is getting something in return. But what if he didn't need to steal... Okay, let's dial this back to the voting here but you know when it comes to voting too you vote for the person that agrees with what the changes that you want to see i agree doesn't necessarily mean that a democrat is gonna do that for you if you're voting for somebody and you think that they're gonna do what is valuable to you and then they don't do it if you don't vote the next time because you're like ah the last time i voted nothing that i wanted to happen happened that's the point of voting, so that you keep making changes. And I mean, people but a lot tend of people who also voted for Harambe. What about those? Fools. A waste of voting. It is. And so let's talk about why it's important to vote being first-generation Americans. I think we already touched on it, but to just to reiterate. Hmm. I think the, the clear reason why we should vote as first-generation Americans is because our parents had to do everything to get that right i mean and then who's to say when they came to this country that they would get granted citizenship then what not not only that but you know especially for those people that their parents still are residents they are basically the uh person to look up to out of that household so if you got siblings and um you're the eldest register to vote vote your siblings are gonna follow your example who's to say that our parents would have that right then who in the house is voting who in the house is carrying that you know exercising that right in the power 
that you have, the little bit of power that you have, you're not using it. It's crazy to me. I'm just so impressed with how much I'm seeing like celebrities be at the front lines of promoting voting behavior, especially Yara Shahidi, who I love and I follow on Instagram. I mean, but she was born for this. Just a young visionary and activist. And I'm just overjoyed. But it's obviously important and most important for first generation people to vote because it literally is your birthright. You are the first person in your family who it's actually your birthright to vote in this country. Mm. And you should do that. Why wouldn't you want to? You have the ability to do something your parents couldn't do for years, just naturally for being born here. You know, like Ban said, that you can't do and you wish you can. Right. It's just the importance of it. Everybody wants to complain when Trump does something stupid, but you guys don't really understand the way government works. Trump doesn't make all of the decisions. He is just the face. But he's also highly influencing the actions and the decisions being made. Correct. But highly influencing and actually making decisions are very different. And that's why we are a democratic nation. We can vote. We'll just pick for you guys. We can never take our foot off of the necks of people that didn't believe in us. Ever. It's crazy that people of color and women don't feel the most fire to vote. Even like not even national level, but just state level. Don't you care about how our state is being ran? Don't you care about the advancements that our state could be getting? How progressive and innovative we could be? The jobs that could be opened up for people? Mm-hmm. Providence could be put on the map just based off of who we choose as our mayor, who we choose as our, what are they called? Um, they're not sections. Councilmen? Yes, your councilmen. Wards. Yeah, and your wards. Like You want to complain about the hood being this and being that, but you literally have a say. You can jump on their campaigns at These that. These are facts. Before and the they are, even, they want you to be a mean, part of it. They want I mean, the look youth at the West and people with passion to be a part of their campaigning so you can get other people who you know to vote for them as well. It's not about, it's like, oh, well, my vote doesn't matter. You're thinking at the national level. What about in just your neighborhood? Mm -hmm. There are literally people who are leaders in your neighborhood. You could be the leader in your neighborhood. Why would you not want to make decisions about that? Everybody want to complain about a pothole. Everybody want to complain about high crime rates. Everybody want to complain about like abandoned buildings and factories that like nobody's buying. Everybody wants to complain about the Superman building and about how they haven't done anything with that building for years. These are the changes you guys have lived. There are some people who have lived in Providence their entire lives (laughs) and have never made a decision about the city ever, but complained about everything. These are facts. You have lived longer than the people running in these elections. You have a say. They want to see you at their campaign saying, I've lived off of Cranston Street 30 years. And you know what I've seen? Nothing. That's what they want to hear. They didn't grow up on Cranston Street. They just want to be the ward person for the Cranston area. They need people who have lived there for a very long period of time, who have lived their lives there, raised their kids there, to come forth and say, this is what I have seen, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, what are we going to do? Because I've been living here for 25 years, and I feel that this could be better. We don't have enough of that. And also, And the millennials are just a lost cause sometimes. Sometimes they are the pioneers. And sometimes they just fall by the wayside, and they're lazy. And you're seeing all of that firsthand. You know what I mean? Being that you live in that community, you're seeing it firsthand. So you know 
what needs to be fixed, what needs to be done, what we need to change. You know what I mean? But people be involved. Are lazy. I like I like that advice to be involved. Like remember when we sat at that panel of of um people who were part of like oh yeah shout like the out politicians? to Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I'm not about to disrespect them. Hey, got to say the full name. There was one woman in particular. I forgot what she did for the West End, but I have her cards, and I'm gonna I'm about to hit her up. Oh, Angie. Yeah, is it Angie? With yes. the glasses she has and the locks yes yes she's my sister's friend okay yes my so her so what she was talking about she was saying you know kind of like what you were saying people complain but when we have these meetings and we have these conferences our seats are empty y'all are at home not doing anything you're not piping up on nobody so None of that you're not holding anybody accountable you're not holding your celebrities accountable you're not holding your politicians accountable so how can changes be made if you are not putting in the footwork i just don't get it facts, i'm taking i'm sorry being sorry because you go ahead say what you guys say no i was just gonna say they're not even taking account for themselves they can't exactly. who's holding them I'm taking a small group communication class. And one of the topics was information overload and how we like take on a lot of information. So in turn, we don't want to know about anything because we have mm. so much coming at us at once. And so to like kind of battle that, it's best to like know a lot about certain things instead of trying to know a little bit about everything. Mm. And so I feel that there are so many people who I meet who are passionate about their city, but you don't vote and you're not involved in the ways that matter, you know? Obviously, what matters to you is subjective, and that's about perspective. I think that we all lack that. We are the millennials. We are in charge of this generation. We are next up. Don't you think it's mad scary to think that we are next up and we're not doing anything? First of all, <laughs> B's just not here to play them games with you. Listen, but you know what I mean. I say we but, as a generational, but, I mean, as a gener- general statement. Like, we as a whole are not doing much for the city. We're but, worried about trends. We're worried about this. We're worried about that. But where? I'm saying. We're why lazy. isn't voting a trend? Why weren't we doing that? But to be to be fair, when the people now that are voting big time, like the baby boomers, whatever they call Ooh. them, they're dying. They, no, not only that, but they didn't vote in numbers like we we're doing today. Oh, I yeah, mean, they're yeah, saying that the early vote was lit. They they said. No, I mean like the early vote this year. This year, like oh, people oh, who oh, could oh, vote oh, early, oh, oh. I will tell you right now. Hold on, they said the early vote was looking like things more are than thirty. Serious. Listen, we more than thirty million things. Americans have casted their early ballots. Thirty million. Listen, Americans. Oprah They're pulling up to people's houses. No dead ass. She's you better like, act like you know. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. <laughs> I got your mail for you. The mailman gave it to me, obviously because you're Oprah. Like Oprah's pulling up to people's houses to tell them. And they're like, Oprah, she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, nigga. I'm not here for all that. like manipulation also. (laughs) Because I saw a video of her pulling up to this woman's house. And she was like, did you vote for homegirl? And she was like, I actually early voted for her. And like, Oprah was mad amped. But what if she would have been like, I actually early voted for somebody else. She would have been like, see, now I'm buying your house and your baby. Because you want to act also your right as a citizen to like, you don't have to tell people. That's like a personal thing. That's like asking someone how much do you get paid on your check. It's just a, a question you don't ask. Oprah's pulling up to people's. That's how I know this is serious. Oprah is leaving her chateau with her She did it, she did it for farm, Obama too. And she's going door to door. 
She does this a lot. She, she does. She did it in Chicago. And she did it because oh, Obama, Obama was running mm-hmm. for president. And just a fun fact, a lot of women politicians are coming up. Okay. So like, out, you know, and um, I just want to highlight one because this one caught my attention. Her is that the lady is, from Massachusetts? No, she went to Is that um, the lady Boston from Atlanta? U- she went to BU actually. And yeah, um New England baby. Her name is Alexandra um Ocasio Cortez. She will be the youngest um congresswoman to date. And first Latina. If well she's technically American cuz um well, she's you know. she's Puerto Rican. Not to be in Congress though. She's Hispanic, but the first She'll be the youngest woman. Oh the youngest. Yes, yes, yes. In in How Congress. Old is she? She's 29. Now I know that's wait wait what state right. is this? New York. Lit. Shout outs to people in New York. Shout out to Washington. Hi. <laughs> she came out wow, of the Bronx. Her last name is Cortez. It was racist. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Washington Heights don't got all the Hispanic people though. They do. No, it's they actually do. It's, from the it's Bronx. It's a small Dominican Republic. It that's honestly lit. is. The majority are Dominicans. It's so people. Go, I mean, well, the time has passed. It is now Thursday. So if you didn't vote, like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to see no, nothing on Facebook. Tomorrow? No, it's one day only. The 6th? Yeah. Yeah, the 6th is Tuesday. Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, well, but that, yeah, by, I, the time this comes by the time out, this comes out. Yeah. Damn, people, y'all got to get it. Well, I mean, when you hear this, you we, won't we need to get it y'all, together. We hope y'all voted. We hope that you voted. And then don't forget also, you know, two years later is then the presidential election, which is even more important. Y'all don't even vote Facts. for that. That's mad crazy. You know how many people didn't and, vote? And you know how many people are complaining, oh, Trump this, Trump that. You don't that, watch but y'all the didn't debates. Vote. Sure didn't. Y'all Nothing. voted Harambe as president. Y'all don't even know that our own governor was like running for president at one point. Because y'all don't watch the debates. Because y'all don't know what's going on. Gina. Oh, Gina. Gina She's the governor there. now. Yes. But the governor before her. What? Was it, wasn't it Chafee? Chafee. Yes. He was running I mean, but we needed to get him out of there. Yeah, he was looking crazy at them debates. I was like, um, <laughs> can y'all remove Governor Rhode Island from the bottom also, and let him be his own entity? Because he removed music back in the day. And I'll never forget that because I never got to touch a clarinet ever again after that. Damn, not the clarinet. <laughs> Dang. She was number one he player. He stunted your growth. He stunted your growth. If y'all don't know, Christina used to be the best clarinet oh, player yeah. in Rhode Island. No cap. My girl was out here playing that. Call her Squidward because she was doing that. First she was doing what? That. Okay? Okay? I didn't bring this up for you to slander me like this. The, well, the winds? Well, that may- was all Christina. <laughs> well, maybe. That's what they called them, right? Wind instruments. Yes, wind. Well, maybe since we're going into bands, you could give us a song with a nice clarinet. Listen, She would have been playing it, though. I would have been. Beethoven. Be- <laughs> <laughs> he played the... Hey, the man. piano, but you know how Future put the flute in the um, oh, Percocet. Yeah. That could have been me with the clarinet. Yo, it really could have. That's why Chafee didn't win president because he was trying to tear you down. That was his karma. He tore me down. Yeah, and a lot of other kids. We're gonna go get you one, and you're gonna brush up on these skills. Oh my god! If you... <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get her one Not for Christmas. I mean, like it's everything I ever wanted. The crying voice, like right now. Also, where would I play that? Everybody well, will get sick of me. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd have to, you know, practice yeah. behind up. doors. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get you. really nice, hey, then hey. you could go, you could pull up to a stay silent event with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Shout out to stay, stay silent. Oh, oh, oh. Stay silent. 
saying. You know, and you can show off your skills. She would really hate me. We don't want you getting reprimanded for having to play the clarinet. Say this. Hello. Let me just play this real quick. Let me get these wins going. Get her out of here. Get her out of out of every event. Girl. You know what? I'm going to reserve a trade pop-up four-day. Just for my clarinet playing. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to do covers. She, she's going to have the golden That's right. That's right. That's it, right? I'm this is Addie the clarinet the that I'm going I'm to use to. Shout out to Addy. Yes. Shout out to Addy. But like, yeah. Like, music is important. It is. It's one of our favorite and, outlets. And it's my favorite. Since we're talking about music, why don't we jump into my favorite part of the show? Let's do it. Don't forget to tell the people to um vote. Tell them. Make sure you vote. And I mean, voting. Tell them to passed. make sure they wrap oh, no, no, it up no. too. Wrap it up. You always saying that. Oh yeah, if you're bumping and humping, you make sure that. you do not wrap it up. Dog. Don't raw dog. Even though we all know, support your officials that support Planned Parenthood. That's all I'm saying. This, and these I'm are facts, right and there. that's very important. Also, credit is king. Oh yeah, always. You're forgetting credit. your catchphrases, is bands. Because <laughs> we're saying that for him. Thirties Niggas ain't voting, so I have a problem. The Dodgers are ninety three or twenty two, so y'all. Well, no, they're no, twenty four. So y'all really, <laughs> you two need to be voting. I mean, can I pass the ox now? <laughs> yeah, hey, you do what you. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to pass this ox. This ox it's is pretty the hot. because voting is so important. No, no, I get it, but it's burning in my hand. I uh, I'm passing it to Regina here. Okay, good. So now that it's back to me, you got to vote, people. You got to vote. All right. So my pick of the week is actually not a song. It is a podcast. Doom, doom. I'm switching it up on everybody. Wow, that's crazy. Get them. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> so I was listening to Spill Tea today. I haven't listened to Sp- the Spill Tea podcast in a grip ski. So I was listening to them today, their latest episode, and I just want to say shout out to Spill Tea because you guys are doing your thing and you guys are hilarious. No facts. And they like listen. I was literally in my car. Dying. They were really talking. You know what? I too am saved. And so I haven't listened y'all in go a while. listen. I can't promote this kind of behavior, but my lord, I was dying. <laughs> All I look, y'all go listen to them. <laughs> the latest episode. You will laugh, you will cry, and you will enjoy yourself. And they're so New York. They are so... It's so funny. Like, so that is my pick of the week. Ooh. Not music, but a pod, you know, giving you guys some pod knowledge, pods in color. Okay, okay. You know you know how we do. You know how we do pod supporting pods and whatnot. I see you. So I'm going to pass the walks to the bands. You know, lately I've been on my, you know, curating my bands list. And what I, list are we on, 11? Am te- I behind? Technically 14, but... Uh, 13, actually. But I had did a special week where I, you know, put um freestyle classics. It's fifteen song. Usually I do ten. So I gave light to freestyle classics because it's a long lost part of hip hop. But yeah. I'm gonna go with Tony 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 Tone. Feels good. <gasps> Yo Because I've been on a new jack yeah. wave and I think that's gonna be my band's list this week. A new Please jack swing. Do that. That's one of my I favorite got, songs ever. I got, I literally got some some nice stuff coming. And I'm going to pass the ox to Christina. Okay, so my pick of the week is Beauty in Essex by Free Nationals, Daniel Caesar, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. And the feeling of this song is like, you got a two-step with brown juice in one hand and snapping with the other. It sounds like 
you know that beat like back in the day when I was young. I'm not a kid. Mm. It's like that, but like chopped and screwed kind of. Mm-hmm. The vibe is just like Sunday afternoon smoking a cigar with brown juice. It's just like old fashioned vibe. Wow, smoking a cigar with brown juice. Wow. This it's a vibe. I'm telling you, brown juice. And I love me some vibes. Hey, the man. brown juice is dangerous, but it's so good. Beauty in Essex. Get with it or get lost. And right. Daniel Caesar's voice is mad milky. Yeah. It's like... He's magical. It's like the finest of, like, chocolate. It's like Godiva chocolate dipped in chocolate. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm not a chocolate person. I, wow, too, am not a crazy. chocolate person. I mean, so. It's like a perfectly baked Rice Krispie Treats. And when you break yeah. it apart, the marsh... Ooh. All right. Not it's like a perfectly baked cupcake, and it's fluffy. Mm. Yeah. Okay, it's like a perfectly crisp fried chicken. We, if he doesn't get it, that's just too bad for him. The rest of us. No, the fried. Oh, wait, you. wait, wait. She was, she was onto something. The fried After chicken. After like six other like examples. That fried chicken. I gotta get right going. Now. I can talk about food all day. I can't. You got any announcements for us, Christina? Announcements. So Tuesday, November 13th from 8 to 11 p.m. at dusk, 301 Harris Avenue in Providence, Rhode Island. This is the plug is having their outlet showcases, showcase performances by Cap Hustle, Rain, Mercedes, Sabs, and Raw Money Ramon. All of which I never heard of, but I know that if they pick them, they got something going on. And plus Rain, our boy Rain Mercedes is on this Lineup, who is an amazing, talented young man, is going places, has the face of an angel. He's so funny, but he doesn't know the Bronx wine, so. I mean, I didn't either, to be fair. Well. Well, he's also, like, the kid. He should have, like, known that. mm. But so, yeah, so shout out to This Is The Plug, who always has a good lineup and brings new faces to the forefront. Because I never heard of these guys, but I'm interested either way because Ray Mercedes is on the bill. True. And that's my guy. And I think that is... Oh, oh um, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to drop the bomb. Yeah? Go right ahead. All right. Help Are we yourself. doing this? I mean, I guess. I mean, it has to be a consensus. Now everybody's listening and they want to know. They're like, we'll say it already. Oh, my Lord. All right. So, um, I don't know if y'all heard, but at the beginning of the year, we had this little four-day weekend or whatever that was mad successful. No big deal. And um, we did a little thing called a live podcast. And a little thing. Wait, 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 wait. Listen, wait, wait, wait. I'm being fake humble. A little thing. It was a big deal for us. Go it was on and a- tell them. December 7th, we're having a celebration. <laughs> Let's go. It's about to get crazy. Oh, Lord, help me. It's going to be at Rick's um, Auditorium. A lot of you don't even know what it is, but we'll give you more details when the flyer comes out. And um, as the date gets closer, you'll be seeing, you know, videos and promo from the past. And it's going to be lit. And come listen to us talk some shit in real life so you could like, see us and, like, we can connect. A live pod, guys. We're going to be doing the pod live. We've been, like, shuffling around ideas for topics, and it's been a hot mess. (laughs) (sighs) Because you know us. (laughs) But it's going to be a good time. If you came to the first live pod, you already knew. And if you didn't, you need to pull up this time because seats are limited. These are facts, and they will be filled quickly. Listen, if you just listen to the what the people had to say from the last one, you'll just know it's a good time. Come support. Enjoy yourself. I mean, we'll be promoting it either way and talking more about it, like, 
as the time goes on. But, you know, mm-hmm. keep a lookout for the event break page and whatever. And if you do have a topic suggestion for the show, you know, throw us a bone. Slide in our DMs, email us, sparkuppodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit one of us personally. Except for Regina, I don't know if she'll answer you because... Mm. December 7th at Rhode Island College. Mark your dates. And just make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. With that said, it's a wrap. Hey, this is your girl, Regina. Thanks for listening. You can check us out at www.sparkuppodcast.com on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all of our social media at SparkUpPVD.